Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know. Ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian George Robledo. Welcome to my podcast, Philip. Hi, thanks for having me. No, this is exciting. I heard your, I found your podcast randomly on Spotify. And I'm like, oh, cool. That Let's see. I'll reach out to him and see if he would be willing to come on and, and talk about his travels. Uh, because most of my audience is German. So to be able to speak to someone from Germany about their experiences in other countries will be really, really useful and helpful for, for my audience. So thank you for coming on here. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I can can match those <laughs> ideas you have. <laughs> no, no, of course, of course. So can you tell us a little bit about who you are, some of the places that you have traveled to? Uh, so yeah, so I'm uh, 32 years, young or old, as you wanted, um, from Mannheim in Germany. And um, I, I used to uh, do backpacking a lot, uh, fell in love with uh, all Southeast Asia, uh, pretty much. Um, and right now I'm, I'm working as a freelancer, a mostly web developer. And, um, I, I love to not only like travel as, uh, for holidays, but also get involved in local, um, lo like working locally or stay in some places longer to yeah, get another perspective for, for the local places. Yeah, no, I, I think I like that way of traveling as well, because I've also met some people, they go to the same hotel in Turkey every year. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, maybe there's some other places you could <laughs> visit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> But you actually, when you travel, you try to interact with the local people? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the idea, but um, of course it depends. I, I, I have uh, all phases of traveling, so sometimes I'm... I'm exploring many places, but I really like to get stuck in a place, stay there for a while and yeah, get to interact with the community, local community. Yeah, that's awesome. When you when you're able to I remember a couple of years ago I, I discovered a website called The Workaway. And uh, yes. I don't know if you've heard about it, right? So you can go, there's people, they need some help with local things and uh, you help them for four hours and they give you a place to stay and food. And we did this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I we think it's went, an amazing uh, concept. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really great. So one of the reasons why we, we live in the Black Forest now is because we did work away here. And we met a, a German couple and we developed a, a nice relationship with them. And I fell in love with the region. So I told my wife, if, if I have to live in Germany, I want to go to the South. I want to live in the Black Forest. And it was only because of that experience with Workaway that today I live here in the South and I'm very, very happy. So I, th I want to give a shout out to Workaway for that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, awesome. I, I, I love the concept. Yes. I, I, I never really tried Workaway. I think there's some other platforms and then it's always possible to just um, reach out to small companies or to places where you think you could help and uh, try to find um, find some work or some exchange that way too. That That's what I yeah. experienced at least, yeah. 
Yeah, and what I really like that about that is you really get to interact with local people as a result. And I remember when we went to Italy, we were in the Lake Como, very expensive region. But because we were doing the work away, well, we saved a lot of money. But then we got invited to the village festival, which most tourists don't go to, right? Because it's only a local event. And we got invited by the family to go and spend time and eat and, and the dance and everything. I'm like, wow, this is such a special and unique experience that most tourists who come here, they'll never get to experience. So I can recommend, especially younger people, if you have the chance, do something like Workaway or Woof, I think is the other one. I can't remember what, what the other website mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. called. There's different types of yeah, websites. Yeah, there's, there's, there's several ones here. Yeah. I think Help, Help X is one of them too. But yeah, yeah it's... um. Yeah, it's a great, great opportunity to, to get another perspective while traveling. So off the air, we, we talked a little bit about your newest adventure, which is with the van life. And it's something that I'm very, very much excited about. And I've, I've read about and I've seen the pictures on Instagram. And I told my wife, Jen, we have to do this. I want to get a van and I want to just travel around Europe. But you've actually done it. So can you tell us a little bit about the process and what made you attracted to, to the van life? Yeah. So, um, it's, it's, I mean, I, I did backpacking mostly. That's what I, what I just told you. Right. Um, but I always had this idea in my mind to, to buy and build my, my van to travel with a car, like a road trip. And uh, I had some experience from New Zealand where it's pretty common to rent the van and travel around um so yeah i i, I got uh, more and more attracted to the idea and uh, now with the covid pandemic um yeah I, the idea got uh, more uh, more closer for me because it, it just made a lot of sense now uh, that the far travels and flights um were not so attractive for me so i decided okay it's the right uh, time to yeah Buy, buy a van and uh, convert it so uh yeah i, I guess the, that's that's how the whole timing <laughs> came came across for me how long did it take you to build it and get everything ready before your first trip yeah i guess i i, I got like i got an empty transport van so it's uh, it's uh, there was nothing inside and um I, maybe i bought it around april and yeah, just started to building like uh, the, the main stuff, you know, like a, a simple bed construction. And um, so I, I, I got on my first trips very, very soon. Like I, my plan was not to build like the perfect van in the first try, but, um, you know, getting into it like step by step. So I, I just built a bed and had a gas cooker. And then I went for my first smaller trips. Um, to get some experience and to figure out what uh, needs do I really have. So, so that's so I, I took it quite slowly, like step by step and a very um, simple build. <laughs> so I could change things when I uh, realized uh, I want, want it uh, another way. Um, but then in uh, yeah, mainly late summer, I went on some bigger trips and yeah, had a full setup um, with electricity and solar on the roof, which was quite important for me as I'm working uh, or I plan to work 
also um, during the trip. Have you experienced maybe some challenges of traveling in this way as opposed to some of the other types of traveling that you've done before? Yeah, I mean, uh, instead of uh, booking a hostel or Airbnb or hotel or whatever you prefer, um, I mean, my idea was to to do like free camping, you know, stay just uh, in places where you um, can can stay for yourself, like not in uh, like campsites. Uh, so that was part of my idea, um, especially, I mean, the car is expensive and to build the car is quite expensive. So I wanted to um, travel for long term and then um, don't, yeah, you know, be on a budget. <laughs> and that's why I, I plan to have the car with, with everything I need, so I, I don't need uh, uh, external water or elect electricity or stuff, so I can just park wherever I want and sleep. So, uh, yeah, the main challenge at the beginning is to to find places and to, uh, you know, feel safe <laughs> at places you, you're going to stay. Um, and, of course, you have to uh, research a lot about the regulations in different places and countries. Um, where is it allowed to stay? Um, what what should you not do and stuff like that so i think that's the that's one of the first challenges to figure out where to stay if you don't want to go on the campsite are there countries in europe where you you've seen that it's very difficult to to park and and to stay overnight um i mean yeah it, de it depends a lot so in, in in most countries i think it's not really like legal to do like a free camp wherever you want but um, there's a lot of exceptions too. So uh, exceptions um, when you when you just park and sleep for one night. In most places, it's like tolerated and it's um, it's totally okay. For example, in in Germany, you um, you're allowed to sleep over when you don't feel able to drive anymore because it would be dangerous to to drive when you're super tired. For example, so that's one of those. It's, it's not meant for camping, so you're not allowed to, you know, build a tent in front of your car or put the chairs and cook outside. But if you just want to um, sleep overnight, it's, uh, it's quite, quite easy. And then it um, yeah, depends uh, in most countries as more touristic the area is, it might be more difficult to find a place. Or if you go to natural reserved areas and stuff like that, it can be forbidden. Okay. So I imagine, so, well, not I imagine, <laughs> but if you want to try the van life, just make sure that you do a lot of research beforehand on where you can park and what are the regulations around that. Are there any other tips that you would give to someone who wants to try the van life? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to uh, make it sound too complicated. Um, I mean, there's also tons of apps and uh, useful information you can find online. I think it became a, a huge trend even before COVID and now it's even bigger. So uh, there's a lot of um, information you can find very easily. Um, just, yeah, on the other hand, because of this trend, it's also getting like locals uh, where, where there's like places where a lot of people do uh, camp with their van. They get annoyed because people uh, throw their trash outside and stuff like that. So that's, of course, something you should keep in mind. Um, yeah, to to be nice to your surroundings and uh, try to to make a positive impact <laughs> with your with your style of camping. Um, but that's yeah, that's a main thing um, you should uh, think about. 
Um, and then to start, I think it's a, it's a good idea if you, I mean, if you haven't been into camping and stuff before, just rent, rent a van. You can, you can uh, rent a, a finished, like a, a fully equipped camping van, or you can just um, rent, uh, take your normal car and sleep there for a weekend, or you just uh, rent a, uh, I don't know, like a, an empty van, which is much cheaper. And then um, throw a, a mattress inside and just just try it in a very simple way so you get a basic idea about how it is and what would you need more and stuff like that now that you've been doing it i imagine for a couple of months right and and I've, i'm sure you've done a couple of trips which is exactly what we're going to talk about uh the trip that you did to did to the balkans are you happy to continue with more trips like this, or you kind of like, ah, I don't know if it was the best idea to buy this van <laughs> and build it. No, I'm, I'm super happy with this way of travel. So, I mean, as I, I, uh, I, I told, uh, I, I been doing it in New Zealand before for almost a month. And, um, also I, I used to, uh, do camping a lot before, like not with a van, but with a tent. So I'm, I, I knew what I was expecting, I guess, and uh, I I totally love it. It's it's uh, it gives you a lot of uh, freedom, um, where to go, when to go, and uh, a lot of flexibility. Yeah, so I'm motivated to try it myself. I just <laughs> after after I I release this episode, I'm going to show it to my wife, so I can say, "See, Philip <laughs> okay, is doing so it. He I likes to, it, so I can do it too." <laughs> Yeah, totally. I, no, I can uh, totally recommend it to, to try it and um, just try it. And I mean, you don't have to buy one uh, to try. So there's so many opportunities to just uh, try it with small steps and uh, figure out if it's the right thing for you. Perfect, perfect. So tell me about your trip in the Balkans. Was that the first big trip you did with your van or had you already done some trips before with the van? Yeah, I, I've been traveling a, a lot through Germany and went to Poland before. But um, the trips trip to the uh, through the Balkans um, yeah, was a further or like a further step or where, where I went more far, I guess. <laughs> So how many countries did you visit on that trip? Oh gosh, now you, you see my bed uh, preparing. <laughs> Let me think <laughs> about it. <laughs> so because the Balkans is lots of um, small countries and it's quite easy to cross uh, a lot of countries, which is uh, one of those great things we have in, the, in Europe and in the European Union. Um, so it makes it super easy, even, even now with uh, covid uh, it, it was really easy to, to cross a lot of borders. So uh, I don't know I, if you want me to tell you the countries like step by step. <laughs> well, maybe we them. can go through like the, the itinerary. So I imagine Slovenia, is that the first one you land in? Like you go through and then you start going down, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we went through uh, Austria and um, Hungary first and we had a, a step a stop over there. Um, we, we actually, I planned to, um, avoid all the toll, toll, um, toll routes. So there was, uh, 
not that much highway, but um, a lot of um, yeah smaller roads, which is also quite nice to see more about the landscape and see how the landscape changes uh, while you're traveling. It's of course a little bit uh, slower, but when you when you go on a road trip, it's all about the the trip. It's not about um, arriving somewhere. Yeah, I can imagine. So, uh, along the way, what were some of your favorite stops? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I I always love to um, go to the coast and go to the beach. So, it's uh, for me it was super nice to um, see the. The, the ocean <laughs> the first time <laughs> i mean the first time during this trip of course so uh, that's always nice nice moments but um it's also quite uh, intense when you when you realize how far you got after a while and um yeah i don't know i i, I mostly I travel with not that much um research about the places so uh, I get a lot surprised, you know, when I when I arrive in <laughs> in countries and new places, and which makes me, yeah, makes it more exciting to to learn about those things. I mean, I, it's it's always hard to you know uh, name one place, but uh, Albania was uh, amazing with um, the mountains. So we went in the north in a valley called Tef. <laughs> I'm not sure if I pronounce it right, um, but it's a, it's a very it's a it's a very nice valley in the up in the mountains with a very um there's a there's a new road built so um like years before it was uh, very hard to reach this place and now they they finished uh, a new road and it's much easier with a with a van so um but it's still a super small village and you can do nice hiking with a waterfall and and a place called blue eye which is a yeah, it's just a, the end of the waterfall, like a very clear water and uh, yeah, super nice. And and um, in general, in the Balkans or in the um, Albania, it was so easy to do uh, bonfires wherever you park and stay. And it was super easy to find nice places um, to, to stay with your car next to the beach or in the mountains. And I, I always loved those bonfire moments, actually, <laughs> no matter where it was. <laughs> That's cool. Because I know a lot of Germans, they've been to Croatia. I don't know anybody who's been to Albania. I think you're the first one who I've met. <laughs> like, oh, I, I went to Albania. Yeah. Was it easy to communicate? Because I can't imagine that they get a lot of tourists. Um, so was yeah, it no, easy uh... to find your way and to ask for help or to find gas station or restaurants or things like that. How was that in Albania? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, Albania is, is, is um, definitely not as much um, developed as Croatia when it comes to uh, businesses and gas stations, maybe. But um, the communication was really easy. So people speak uh, English or even German because there's a lot of um, Albanian community in Germany, I think. So um, there's a lot of connection actually to Germany as well, and uh, I, I I met um, <laughs> lots of uh, people when they realized I'm from Germany. They started to speak uh, German with me, or even a few words at least. So um, no, the communication wasn't a problem, and even though the development isn't that far, it's it's easy to navigate with um, yeah with the with the apps like Google Maps or. Uh, whatever you use, I guess. 
So finding a gas station was never a problem. I mean, there's some, there were some exciting um, problems when we uh, ended up on the on a dead end of a road because the bridge wasn't built, <laughs> and, and and we were like confused and and went like two hours in the wrong direction. But um, also we ended up on some nice mountains on the way. So I think it's part of the adventure too. That's cool. And did you find like that the people were open and friendly or were they more reserved and and more serious? What was what was that like? Yeah, no, um, totally uh, friendly, open. Um, I mean, we only had positive um, experience with that. Um, also, like when, when we had it before, how, how legal is it to do the free camping, for example? Um, we, I mean, we've been quite uh, off season. So it's, it's, I think it's always a good idea when you want to do free camping is off season, you have just more place. Um, and uh, we, we, we camped uh, next to a beach bar, which was closing and they were super friendly, like offering to use the toilet or the water um which was uh, no problem at all or we asked uh, the locals there if it's okay to park somewhere um and never had any problems um even the police was super nice and friendly uh yeah even welcoming i'd say <laughs> like uh, they they when they whenever they see you parking somewhere they were just stopping by to check if you are all right if everything is okay um so yeah very nice and helpful and that was the police <laughs> yes exactly wow. like in, in, like at first you are when you when you do like the free camping you know you park somewhere and then do a bonfire and then the police shows up you mostly i get uh, worried like okay maybe it yeah, was not a good nervous. idea to light oh, the fire what did I do? <laughs> mm-hmm. no but um yeah totally opposite experience and were you able to try some of the local foods in in those areas um yeah of course i mean i i I love uh, to try the food and um, I mean, I also, I mostly like the small places and they have a lot of uh, bakeries and pastries to try, like Burek or Burigi. It depends on the (laughs) place you go. Um, It's a different name. And then they have this Ivar sauce, which is mostly made from peppers, I think, uh, which is super nice. And then, I mean, I, I, I also like to just explore the grocery stores and then cook those stuff <laughs> myself on the in the van no that's awesome so at the end of the day this is an important question because i like to ask this question are you more a beach guy or a mountain guy because i imagine <laughs> on that trip you got both so which one are you um, yeah like in general i'm i'm definitely more at the beach so whenever i end up at the beach it's hard for me to to leave again but on the other hand, when I when I make it to the mountains, I totally love it. So um, yeah, it's it's hard to choose. Even though if I had to, it's always gonna be the beach. But um, the mountains in that area, as I said, uh, in Albania was amazing. And then um, on the way back, I spent more time in uh, Montenegro as well, which had amazing uh, mountain and hiking trails and amazing views and crazy cool landscape which is changing a lot um, during the area so um whatever you want to go it's uh, i think <laughs> you can find great places are there maybe like a top three balkans <laughs> places to visit right if, if someone's like hey i want to go on a trip to the balkans top three what would you say 
Um, okay, I mean, beach-wise, I think Croatia uh, was m even more stunning. Or you have to Is go there a specific all the beach? <laughs> yeah, that's back to my prepare. I mean, in Albania, you definitely have to go as much south as you can to find the, the nice beaches. And then they are, you can have them all for yourself. There's a lot of beaches where you're just, there's nobody there and there's no buildings and stuff. So that's, that's really cool. Um, then for the, for the mountains, I really liked the TED I, I talked before. And uh, let me think in Montenegro, there was another really nice um, 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 <laughs> hiking. <laughs> uh, I'm really bad. I have to, I, 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 I figure it out for you and you can, you can post it to your show. Yeah, notes, exactly. Maybe. Exactly. So you can send me <laughs> that information. I'll put yeah, that in the sorry. show notes later. No problem. No problem. Awesome. So are there any differences that you notice between the people there and what you see in Germany? So of course, this is a very subjective question uh, because everyone will experience things differently. But what are some like things that you noticed in particular? They're like, oh yeah, that's different to how we do it in Germany. Um, I mean, it, it, uh, which is very obvious is uh, trash. Is a huge, huge problem in in the in the South Balkans, I guess, or especially Albania was yeah very intense uh, to see how messed up some places are. So uh, the beaches are, I mean, in the tourist areas are mostly clean, but when you go like a few streets away from the beach, you can see like trash plants, illegal trash plants, a lot, which is um, yeah awful, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it seems to be very hard to change the whole trash system in those countries. So that that's a big difference, which is uh, yeah hard to not <laughs> recognize when you're there. Yeah, and here we take it for granted, right? Like, oh, wow, our streets are usually clean, unless the big cities are a little bit different. But in general, where, where I live yeah, in Freiburg, yeah. it's you, very clean. I find it to be a clean place because we have a good structure, good order. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the worst is it's it's mostly in 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 natural places as well. Like, in you, you find those trash. Like, you you go uh, or you you see a beach from far, and then you you go there, and then there's like just trash everywhere. Ah, so yeah. um, yeah, it can be quite uh, hard, <laughs> I think. Um, but uh, you have to uh, realize. Uh, the background and and how how it comes and and that it, it it won't change in yeah that easy it's not an easy process, yeah that's why I, I tell my students we have to be very very thankful to live in this country there's so many advantages that we have that we we take for granted we don't even think about but it's it's yeah. such a luxury that we have that in many parts of the world they don't have so yeah points to germany i, mean, I love germany <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of advantage we have. I mean, it's it's uh, the the traveling itself. We have uh, so much opportunities to travel. It's so easy for us with the German passport um, to to go to those places. Uh, for people in Albania, it's not that easy, you know, to go. Um, yeah, to I think places. the German passport is the best. I think you can go. Yeah, and, I don't know uh, if it's like 200 countries without a visa, something like that. I don't know the exact number. 
Um, yeah, it's I, a really definitely great passport to have. A lot uh, more on my list <laughs> till I reach all yeah, of Yeah, that you still have to visit. Huh? Yeah. No, uh, but we I have think, to be very um, thankful for that, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. There's so many people who wish to be in that situation. And it's just, um, I don't know, it's a coincidence of life that someone was born in this geographical region. It's not because we're better or it just yeah, happened. Yeah. So exactly. I believe that yeah. we just need to be thankful for it. And just say, oh, wow, man, what a, what a beautiful thing that life has given me. Let me try to do good with it as much good as possible. Yeah, great words. <laughs> so thank you so much, Philip, for coming and telling us a little bit about your experiences with the van life and your trip through the Balkans. I will get that information from you later of some of the places that you visited. <laughs> yeah, so I can put promise. it in the show notes. Can you tell us where we can find you? on social media, on Instagram, your website. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I'm happy to uh, share my travels on my personal Instagram account, um, which is pronounced P-H-U-I-S-E-L, <laughs> which is hard to, uh, to spell, I guess. But yeah, I, I sent you the link too. Um, then you mentioned my, my podcast, which is quite, yeah, not very active right now. But uh, yeah, I do. I do love um, uh, while traveling. I do love to uh, find stories and uh, talk to people, meet new friends. Um, that's what travel is all about for me. Perfect. And with your website and the services that you provide, maybe you can tell us that. Oh yeah, from my <laughs> from my business freelancer uh, side. Yeah, I, I mean, I mostly do uh, website programming. So I'm a, I'm a programmer, and uh, that's what makes me able to work um, while traveling or, or work remotely, as, it, as it's called. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I can help with that. And I, I also do video and photography sometimes, which is uh, yeah mostly like for social media or small advertising company stuff, events and, and things like that, um, which, which also makes me, I mean, that, that's the main thing I, I try to do while traveling, when I um, find local businesses or local opportunities, you know, to exchange a place to stay for some great photos or a little video edit, stuff like that. So creative, right? Like you, when you're traveling, people think that you need to have a lot of money. And I tell them, no, you just have to be creative <laughs> uh, and yeah. do a little bit of research on how and, and you can do it with li a little bit of money, right? You don't have to be rich. So yeah, you just I mean, gave us some really great ideas on how to make it work. <laughs> yeah, happy to do so. <laughs> Perfect. So thank you so much, Philip. I wish you all the best as you continue your travels through the world. And I will be following you on Instagram to see what your next destination is. <laughs> Where I get stuck with my van next. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for having exactly. me. That was my interview with Philip. I know that you guys like the travel series, so I will keep looking for people to share stories about their countries and places they visited. I'm going to start something new, and that's a section of short testimonials and questions from listeners of this podcast. You can send me your audio recording to my email or WhatsApp. You'll find that information on my website. Today's question comes from Joanna. Hi, George. My name is Joanna and I really like your podcast. You speak very clearly and in a slow pace. So it's very easy for me as a beginner to understand. And 
yeah, your topics and interview guests are very interesting and the episodes are not too long and not too short. So it's definitely one of my favorite podcasts to improve my English skills. Recently, I listened to this podcast episode and it was very interesting. I'm absolutely interested in improving my English skills, but yeah, my time are very limited as a mom and at work. So do you have an idea how can I manage that successfully or... Do you offer um, something flexible to help me? Thank you. Thanks for your message, Joanna. I hope you continue to listen to the podcast. If there's anything I can do better, please let me know. As for your question, there's one basic rule I remind my students of all the time. Slow and steady wins the race. All you need is five to ten minutes a day to improve your English. But the key is consistency. Use those five minutes to practice using apps like Duolingo, Drops, Quizlet, or Kahoot. It's not magic, it's not rocket science, but it has to become a routine if you want to see results. Developing skills is all about habits. Gewohnheiten. If you enjoyed this episode, share my podcast with one of your friends on WhatsApp today. If you want to support the podcast, consider leaving a tip. That's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes Mal.